Hey friend, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I am so glad you're here. Now, if you're tuning in for the very first time, my name is Gabe. I'm the host of this podcast and I am so glad you're here. Um, you know, it's been a couple of weeks, actually a few weeks since the Boston Marathon. And I shared a little bit about that day with you all a couple of weeks ago. I just can't believe it's already come and gone. It took forever to get here, it felt like, and then it was just gone in the blink of an eye. But what I wanted to do today, I want to share a few updates of a couple of the Boston mamas uh, because they sent in some audio about their experience at the Boston Marathon. I thought that'd be fun to share. And I also want to share a little bit about what I know now about how I performed on race day. Uh, there's some interesting things I learned and um, things that I think contributed to it being my slowest race ever. Um, and now I want to share why my newest goal is to get healthy. Yep, you heard me right. I said my newest goal is to get healthy, um, which probably sounds interesting coming from a long distance runner. However, before we get into all of that, I just, it's November 2nd, which means it is voting day. Wherever you are, I'm sure, at least if you're in the U.S., you have things on the docket to vote for. I just want to encourage you to get out there and vote if you haven't already, um, especially, especially if you have school board elections on your ballot, because this is so important. I mean, just the craziness of what has happened in the last couple of years and the curriculum that is coming into these public schools and just the the fact that it seems as though they don't even want parents to be involved in the education of our kids. Um, school board is super important. I never really realized that until this past year or two. And I've d dove quite a bit deeper into it. We've had a couple episodes where I talked to... Um, Thad, who was on the school board in his local district in New Hampshire. I talked to Leah, who has biracial kids in in um, their school district, and she just wanted to, she went and talked to the school board. And so I, you know, we're starting to see that it's so important for us as parents to get involved and to be involved. So go vote. If you do have school board elections, I encourage you to vote for those candidates who are about, one, about your kids and actually care about your kids, because there are some that don't. So find those ones who care about your kids, those who care about parent choice, who care about school choice. And, um, you know, the thing is, all of these people that we elect work for us. They don't, we don't work for them. It's not that other way around. They work for us. Um, and honestly, parents are the ones who should have a say in what is going on in education. We know our kids best. Don't take try and take us out of the equation. That's It's important. So anyway, it's voting day. Wherever you are in the U.S., go vote. Whatever is on the docket, I hope you took the time to actually look at it, to research it, and to figure out what you think would be best. And vote that way. All right. So we're going to share a few updates of these Boston mamas. Now, if you have listened to Victory Run, which was uh, one of my latest episodes, I talked a little bit about being able to meet with a few of the moms that were on my podcast and uh, hearing their struggle victory stories of what it was like to qualify for the 2020 Boston Marathon and then essentially qualify for the 2021 for those of them that decided to go run. 
at uh, in Boston this year. And one of the first ones uh, that I got to meet was Wendy Braithwaite. And she is just an amazing woman, an amazing mom and runner. And she deals with uh, MS, with multiple sclerosis, and has struggled with the thought of not deserving to be in Boston, which she more than deserves. But those negative thoughts and lies really do come. And it's it's so fun. It was fun to hear her story just of how she has not only dealt with MS, but really been able to um, just keep herself healthy, be able to run. And though she struggles with it daily, it's definitely a daily struggle. She's not letting it keep her from doing something she's passionate about. And I love that. It was so fun to meet her and to get to cheer her on and encourage her and to celebrate with her afterward because she just crushed her goal in Boston and she did amazing. So here is Wendy. Hi, Gabe. I wanted to thank you so much for inviting me back to your podcast to chat a little bit about my Boston experience. It was so wonderful to meet you and your wonderful family and the other amazing Boston mamas. Their stories are so inspiring and it was fine. It was nice to finally put a, a face to a name um, and their stories. A um, little bit about my weekend. Um, it was nothing short of phenomenal. It exceeded my expectations and I really feel that every runner should have the experience of, of running Boston once in their life. Time. Um, it, it was almost indescribable. Um, started with a really early wake up call to catch my flight um, to Boston because the land border is still closed between Canada and the US. Um, arrived in Boston, went to the expo um, after doing all my verifications. Picked up my bib and it just everything became so real. The, the vibe, the electricity in the air, the people. It was it was an experience of a lifetime. Um, on Sunday, I did everything wrong leading up to race day. I was on my feet way too much. Um, I didn't hydrate well at all on Saturday and Sunday. I I forgot to eat because I was so caught up in in the experience that I just. I didn't make time for my hydration and nutrition, so I was really worried um, Sunday night that my race was uh, was going to tank because um, I had just everything they say not to do. I did. I I touristed around the city. I I ended up actually walking um, about forty two miles um, that weekend, not including my race. So everything that you could have done wrong, I did. Um, getting on the bus this Sunday morning was was almost surreal. I felt like I had to pinch myself. Um, arriving in Hopkinton, seeing the signs that I had, had read about and, and seeing the runners and and just the, the experience will is, is burned in my memory. It's it was an experience. Um, my race was phenomenal. I um, I was really nervous going in. I had race nerves um, as I normally get, but this was amped up a hundred times. Um, I went out with a strategy of my first 10K being smart, not going out too fast. And I, I felt like I was just repeating to myself, don't be stupid, don't be stupid, don't be stupid for the entire first 10K. And then once I, I hit the 10K mark, I just sort of settled into a comfortable pace, which was the pace I had for the first 10, 10 kilometers, which was downhill. Um, and I was, I was really in cruise control until about 26 kilometers. I was maintaining, um, a very, very consistent pace despite, um, feeling a little bit fatigued along the way. 
uh, hit Newton Hills and I still felt strong. I, I ran a hundred percent continuous race. I didn't walk any of the hills. I didn't walk any of the aid stations. Um, but the hills slowed me down as much as I had trained on uphill and downhill. Um, you know, it was, it was eight straight kilometers of hills. And for as much as people try to prepare you for them, I don't think you're ever prepared. Um, so I hit Newton um, and was very happy to, to, to crest Heartbreak Hill. And um, the rest um, is kind of a blur, to be honest. The final eight kilometers, I, I don't remember a lot other than hitting the sit-go sign and knowing that I was only one and a half kilometers from the finish um, because I had ran to the sit-go sign and back as my shakeout run on Sunday. So I sort of knew what to expect in the final one and a half kilometers, which for me, I found is a very smart race strategy. Oh, the finish line and, and coming down Commonwealth, um, turning on to Hereford and then Boylston. I was crying, I'm crying now, just thinking about it. You think of those right lefts and you plan for it and you train for it and you imagine it, but it's nothing like actually doing it. So I was so glad to finally finish my first in-person Boston. I can officially say I'm a Boston marathoner. And I finished in a time of 3.54.45. It was a personal best and it was a Boston qualifier in the open category, which for me was, was my goal. Um, I had qualified for 2020 and 2021 in the adaptive program and my goal was to be an official open um, qualifier and I did it. And I was so proud of myself. I celebrated the rest of the day with another couple that was from my, my hometown. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see much of Boston because my flight, uh, I had to be at the airport at six o'clock the next morning to, uh, to get home. Um, but all in all, my experience was fabulous. I, I wouldn't trade a single minute of it for, uh, for anything in the world. Um, I'm qualified, as I said, for 2022 and 2023. I'm not sure that I'm going to go back next year, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to go back for 2023. Um, I, I feel like I want to do it again, knowing that I know the course and it's not going to be a surprise. Um, and hopefully you'll be there in 2023 and maybe some more of the, the Boston Mamas and we could do another reunion tour then. Again, thank you so much for inviting me back to your podcast. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure meeting, meeting you and I love hearing your stories, the faith and inspiration and and I really feel that on on marathon Monday that it was it was faith over fear I mean I was I was afraid of disappointing myself I was afraid of of putting in a disappointing performance but I just had faith I had faith to know that there were people supporting me that there was there were there were guides that were were pushing me and and I just felt the faith throughout the day. So thank you again for, for giving the opportunity for me to share my story with your listeners. And um, God bless. Take care. Isn't that so cool? She crushed her goal. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I could believe it because I knew she had the mindset behind it. She had trained mentally for it. And she didn't let those lies of not deserving it get in the way of her actually accomplishing it. So I love Wendy's story. I will link her full episode with me in the show notes as well. Uh, second, I got to meet Jennifer Why Not. And can I just say, I love her last name, 
why not? Right? So <laughs> she has no excuse to crush goals because her last name is why not? <laughs> so anyway, she's another one of my inspirations. This mama, wife, runner, she has had to share in so many struggles. Now, after qualifying for the 2020 Boston Marathon at just a really young age, I mean, she's my age. I guess I'm not, according to my kids, I'm not young anymore, but you know, I feel young. Um, well, she had a stroke that ultimately led to her having to have heart surgery because they discovered she had a hole in her heart. So this Boston 2021 was her victory run. Um, like me, she hadn't run a marathon since she qualified for 2020. Um, and she really overcame injury more than I can say I've ever dealt with. I haven't had to deal with a stroke or heart surgery or any of that. That's major. That's a major life shift too. And she did just amazing on race day. She got out there. She finished strong. And it's just such a victory for her. I know. I know I can feel what she's feeling. And I just think it's so cool that she was able to overcome stroke and heart surgery and be out there running a marathon. I mean, that is just awesome. So here's Jennifer. Hi, listeners. This is Jennifer Why Not, and it's now day four post-Boston Marathon, and I just wanted to check in um, and share a few thoughts about my experience. There's so many things that I could talk about, um, but there's one thing that comes to mind that I wanted to share with, with you all. Um, leading up to the race, I had a lot of anxiety um, the week before. I really struggled with getting my head in the right space just for fear of things going wrong. Um, that's the whole, been the whole process all the way along that something unexpected would happen um, that would jeopardize my ability to run the race. And so I had a lot of anxiety going into the race, the pre-race day, um, and even leading up to that very start line, um, there was a lot of anxiety. Throughout the race, I had a, had a lot of anxi anxiety about being able to complete it. And that was, it was like, it was like God's grand finale. Um, it was his final, final way of showing how he could come through um, and, and could make all things work together um, for, for, for his good, but also the goal um, for that finish line. And it was an amazing experience because every step of the way, he reminded me how I can trust in him, um, how he's faithful. Um, as that anxiety came up, there were things in my path um, that reminded me of his goodness, of his faithfulness, and that he was going to bring me to that finish line, to my finish line. Um, and within that surrender, I feel that there's been growth in me because it's allowed me to develop strength in an area that I've always struggled with, which is surrendering to his perfect plan and knowing that his plan is even better than my own. Um, and while I didn't get the time that I wanted to get, that doesn't really matter because the, the journey, the growth that's happened in me because I, I walked through this challenging process to the start line, to the finish line. Um, I'm a different person. So I just want to encourage you all out there. Um, don't be afraid to dream. 
and don't be afraid to have moments where it doesn't go as planned because those things that don't go as planned are sometimes stepping stones and setups for for that grand finale that is better than you could ever imagine. No, it wasn't like what I thought, it was better. And I thank God for every part of it. Bye guys. Jennifer is a butt kicker, let me tell you. It, it was so fun to get to meet her. And I actually got to meet her first because we met um, as we were getting ready to get our bibs and things and um, just so happened to walk into each other. So that was super cool. We got to chat for quite a while before we even met as a group. Um, the third mom and Boston runner that I got to meet was Janine Greenwich. And, um, you know, I didn't get a voice update from her because uh, after Boston, she began having to deal with a new trial. Um, she's been helping her mom with some things. and But I'm telling you, she's the epitome of a butt kicker. She actually passed me in the marathon. I saw her, um, her bright red hair just flapping in her ponytail. And I'm like, I couldn't even, she went so fast, I couldn't even say hi. Man, she saw me though. I, just, I guess I just wasn't paying attention. So, but she passed me on the marathon and I just saw her bounce and look so strong. And I was actually a little jealous because at that point I wasn't feeling so strong. But, you know, around Heartbreak Hill, which kind of that 18 to 20 mile mark, um, she actually felt a pop in her piriformis. And she realized that she was going to have to really dig deep in order to finish strong. And man, she did. Um, she hit another Boston qualifying time, even despite the pain. Like I saw her time and I'm like, oh my gosh, this was fantastic. And then she told us about her injury that she endured in the race. And I was like, wow, just the um, fortitude that you have to have in order to finish that strong. Because a lot of people would have just said, I'm done. I either drop out or just walk the rest of the way or whatever it is. And she didn't do that. She finished strong. However, now it's time for her to take a little time out for her body to rest and heal. Um, and knowing that she put it all out there. Like now rest is deserved. I mean, she deserves to take that time and she needs to take that time to recover. I was impressed by her performance, but it was just so fun to get to chat with these ladies. And I wish I would have gotten to chat with quite a few more, but I will take what I could get. And um, we've kind of formed this bond and this relationship that I think will last for a lifetime. And um, I know that if they're ever in Denver, they better look me up so we can go out for a run. But it's fun to know people in all different places. Um, I now have a can Canadian runner friend and a Maine runner friend in Florida and so many different places that if I end up in those states, I can just uh, reach out to them and say, hey, can we go on a run? So it would be fun. But anyway, so that's my updates of these women. And I will leave the show notes in the show notes, I'll leave links to their full interviews if you want to hear what their struggle victory story was like and why uh, 2021 is now their victory run. But I want to tell you a little bit. I'm going to update you on what happened with me. Um, now, I told you it was my slowest race ever, and um, I just didn't feel my best. In the beginning, I felt good, and I came in injury-free. Uh, my lungs feeling awesome. My lungs felt awesome the whole time. I love the elevation. I don't love draining it, but I love what it does, right? But um, but my performance was lacking, and I couldn't figure out why. 
But what I found out is I'm actually not as healthy on the inside as I could be. Um, So what happened is on my way home, we visited friends in Indiana, and um, I had already planned to do some testing, some uh, testing on my systems to kind of see what's working and if there's anything in my body that's stressed and my friend, um, is able to do that. So we did it and she, as she's doing it, she goes, no wonder you didn't, haven't been feeling good to train. Like no wonder the long runs are hard and you're mar- you don't want to do another marathon. Cause I've, I've talked about retiring the marathon. Um, we'll talk about that at the end if I am actually going to do that or not. But what is happening is, uh, my body is not breaking down carbs nor fats the way they it should, and it's taking all of my fat stores to fuel my body, which essentially means that I'm drained of anything that will give me energy. So it's actually affecting a lot of things. I mean, it's affecting my system. It's affecting my sleep, my energy, my hormones, everything. And I've been dealing with some things for quite a while, and it and it kind of does make sense. So um, I found out that my small intestine and liver are pretty stressed. And I also found out I have some food sensitivities I never knew about, which now looking back, I can go, okay, I can pinpoint that because there are, I don't feel great after having certain things. Um, but corn is a sensitivity as well as sugar, which I would assume sugar is probably a sensitivity for most people. But I do have a sugar I I would say I have been a sugar addict in the past, and I do really like my sweets. So um, I can see that I probably had a little bit too much sugar lately, and also whole wheat, which is interesting. It's not I'm not um, sensitive to gluten. I'm not sensitive to wheat. It's whole wheat. So it's an interesting concept. But um, so what I found out with all of that is really just that I need to take some time to actually get my body healthy and ready to train well in order to hit another goal of any sort when it comes to running. Um, You know, it's funny because people tell me all the time that I can eat whatever I want because I run. Like, oh, you don't have to worry about anything because you just, you work out so much and you run and all the stuff. And, but that's just simply not true. One, I actually have a slow metabolism. So that's one of the reasons why I do exercise and run because I do gain weight pretty fast if I'm stagnant. Um, But just because I'm fit as a runner doesn't mean that I'm healthy. Health is both inside and outside. And what we put into our bodies can affect that inside health dramatically, as I clearly found out. Um, And I also hadn't been strength training either. And I could feel that on the hills when I was in Boston. I realized that was one of the things that was lacking. I felt good physically going in, but um, strength-wise, I could have been quite a bit stronger. And health-wise, I needed to get my nutrition in check. And some of the things, I make excuses all the time. Maybe you do too, but I, I always, you know, my schedule is so full, I'm too busy to cook. I don't like to cook. I hate being in the kitchen. I don't like to prep food. So, you know, cooking with whole real foods is sometimes hard because you have to do that work. Like you actually have to make it a priority. But you know, um, I need to make it a priority. So that's what I choose to do. And here's the thing. We, whatever we decide is a priority is a priority, right? Um, We can choose to stop something in order to start something. Like we don't have to be as busy as we are 
We're busy because we make ourselves that way. So this is becoming a priority for me because I know it's important. Um, it's interesting because I had some encouragement from a few friends to check out Trim Healthy Mama. If you've never heard of them, definitely recommend looking them up. It's they're pretty, they have a pretty cool plan. Um, but really what I like about it is it really seems like a good family option. I was having struggles. I was looking on Pinterest, trying to find things, you know, going, um, corn-free recipes and corn and wheat-free recipes. And goodness, all I got was corn recipes. And I'm like, what in the world? And I was so frustrated. So uh, Trim Healthy Mama, the idea of it is that in every meal, you eat protein and good fats for a meal or protein and good carbs. And um, you have your sustaining meal, which is your good fats meal, and your energizing meal, which is your good carbs. Um, But what I have found, um, so the thing I like about it is I was looking at, I got their cookbook from the library because I was like, I'm not going to buy a cookbook because I have such a hard time with them because I feel like the th- we don't like anything in cookbooks. I can only pick out a couple recipes, but I got it from the library. And what I realized is most of the recipes don't have corn. They all are already gluten-free and sugar-free. And so it was like, it could be a one-stop shop and they're for big families. So I can either freeze half or have half as leftovers and um, because that that's one of my tips I have for uh, food planning, by the way, is if you, I always either make extra so we have another meal or we can use it as lunch or leftovers or whatever, because I have leftover nights because I don't like cooking seven days a week. So we usually have a couple leftover nights during the week. I know some some families don't like to do leftovers, but I found that works for me. Or when I'm making it, I will freeze half of it. I'll like do a couple meals at a time, two to three meals, really. And I'll be baking one and I'll freeze the other two. So it's just like all that prep goes together and then I have two extra meals. So that's kind of what works for me. But anyway, um, so I decided to look into that Trim Healthy Mama and I feel like that's what I'm going to do. However, now um, I know I've talked on the podcast that I've had eating disorder struggles before and I, I don't want a diet mentality uh, because when I start a diet or I do a cleanse or I do all these things where they restrict you from everything, um, it I've got the re- rebel mindset where I'm like, no, I'm just going to do it. Or I'll revert to like, oh, well, if I can't eat that, I'm just not going to eat or whatever it is. Like the, that's where my mind goes. So food can become such a control for me and it can become an idol. And I don't want that. I have overcome that and I don't want to go back. Right. And so um, when I think about it, I think about it as a lifestyle change. And what I love about Trimmy Healthy Mama is that they try, they don't take out any of the food groups. They are taking out white flour and sugar um, and things like that. But they are giving you, you still eat the fats, you still eat the carbs, you still have your sweet treats. You can, they're not eliminating any of it. So um, I'm eliminating a couple of things because my body doesn't react well to them. And I'm tired of not feeling good. Um, but you know, I actually started this eliminating the certain foods and I added some enzymes into my body. I take some enzymes that we're trying to figure out how to break down those fats and carbs. And honestly, in just two weeks, I feel so much better. I'm even sleeping better. Like I still wake up a couple times a night but that's good for me. I mean, now I can wake up a lot. So, and I honestly, I've lost some weight, but 
you'd be like, you don't need to lose weight. No, but I did have like that bloating feeling and I could tell, and I was actually gaining weight pretty rapidly and I lost all of that. And so I just feel lighter. And so that's been really nice. Um, You know, what I've learned through this is that we're all always facing something and we can use each trial for strength if we have the right tools. And if we don't have the right tools, we can find them. We can reach out to people. You know, we can reach out to someone who's been there, done that. Um, We can pray. We can seek God for the plan. And that's one of the things that I think is really crucial too, is seeking God in our health and not just going, oh, I need to do that diet just because it sounds good. No, seek God to see what, 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 how does he want you to feel your body? Because your everybody's body is different, and we all need different things. Um, and so, we're always facing a trial. And you know, overcoming the broken ankle was a trial for me. Training for Boston essentially kind of was a trial for me. And now I'm facing this trial of: Am I going to make get healthy? And I just had to think about the why of why do I want to do this? Because it's hard. It's a lot easier just having a bunch of processed food in the house and eating processed food. But I want to live a healthy life. I want to be here for my kids. I want to be a role model for them of what health looks like on the inside and the outside, on the physical and on the on the nutrition side. And um, I really just want it to become a lifestyle. I want it to become second nature and not be one of those things where I have to look at a list and go, oh yeah, I can't have that. I'm not going to do that. Oh, you know, and I don't want it to be a set of rules. God has freed us from the, the rules, from the rituals. Like he came so we could have freedom and freedom so we can serve others and um, build his kingdom. And I feel like we can do that with our bodies too. We can do that in uh, being healthy because if we're healthy, we can serve more. Right. And so what is my what are my goals? Am I going to retire the marathon? <laughs> At this point now I go, I can't end on that marathon. I can't. Like it was a great marathon. I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was painful, but it was my slowest and I wasn't healthy. So I feel like I want to end whether I hit another PR, which I'm not sure I really have the willpower or the want to, to do that because um, it would be really fast and it would be a lot of training and time. I want to end on a really solid race, just knowing I put it all out there, that I was healthy going into it and that I was healthy coming out of it. So I think there will be another marathon in my in my career. I'm not sure which one it will be. Uh, but, and it probably won't be next year. I think I'm really going to focus on just running for fun and, um, feeling my body right, building strength and maybe working on a PR for a half marathon. I would love to do that. So I think that's kind of where I'm at for the next year. We'll probably do more half marathon type things, maybe get into a trail race or two, maybe hike some 14ers. Um, and then we'll kind of see from there, but, I will keep you updated because I've already done, I've done a couple meals from Trimming Healthy Mama already and my family's all, lo- my family loved it and so did I. 
And they're all um, really good with protein and hiding the veggies in there and all of the good things. So it's they're nutritional. So I'll, I'll let you know how it goes and I'll keep updating you on um, the health journey. Hopefully it's encouraging to you. If you feel like for a long time, I felt icky and or but I couldn't pinpoint what it was. But if you have those feelings, like um, sometimes I feel like it's a nudge from the Holy Spirit, like come on, I need you to go this direction or I need you to stop doing this or I need you to start doing this. So listen to that still small voice and seek God in your plans and in your goals and in your trials. Bring him with you because again, like I said, we're always facing something. It would be so nice to just overcome the trial and not have to do another one, but that's just not how life works. When we bring him in, he gives us strength and we can handle what we're going through with him. And so that's my encouragement for you today. I just wanted to give you that update. I wanted to talk a little bit about what my next goals are. And also just remember, it's November 2nd. Go vote. If um, on whatever it is that you're voting for, uh, make sure to go and use your voice and do it. We were given that freedom. So don't take it for granted you know? Um, all right. That's it. That's all I got. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.